0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Four games on the Pac 12 slate to kick off week 11 of Pac 12 play. Welcome, everybody, to Believe in the Pac 12 along with Ryan Leaf. My name is Jonathan Rifkin, delighted. To be with you on uh, a Thursday or whenever you're listening to this, no matter how you're listening or where you're listening, all of us here at the Believe Podcasting Network and Believe in the Pac-12 appreciate you making us a part of your very busy plans. Please rate, review, and subscribe across all listening platforms. Let us know what you think on Twitter. Ryan, Oregon State hosting Washington to kick off Friday, November 8th on Fox Sports 1. We talked about in our last podcast how Jacob Eason has regressed a little bit over the course of the season. On the other side, we've watched Oregon State progress over the course of the season. Do you see Oregon State making this a competitive game?
1: Yeah, I mean if if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that when this game came up that uh Washington would have four Pac twelve losses already and that Oregon State would have four wins, uh I would have told you you're crazy. And <laughs> here we are, right? Second week in November. Washington's at five and four with four losses in the Pac twelve is and Oregon State's won three Pac-12 games on the road. This is a first real opportunity for them to win one at home. And Jonathan Smith, with his knowledge of this Washington football team, uh, makes me look at that minus 10 uh, you know, road favorite. A uh, little, little weary there. I, I have no qualms about looking at Oregon State and their ability to compete in this football game. The only question has always been is are they able to stop other teams defensively? And they've gotten better throughout the year because they can score points. They simply can put up 50-plus points on anybody. Uh, and uh, the only team that has really shut them out has been, been Utah. They held them to seven um, while allowing 52. So uh, I think this is a great opportunity. I mean, when is, when is the point that Washington looks in the mirror in the, in the locker room and goes, man, this, this season's over? I mean, because I really give them a ton of credit for showing up and the way Chris Peterson gets them to show up because four losses right now, it uh, takes them out of any conversation for anything, really. Now they're vying for one more win to get to a bowl game, and it depends on what kind of bowl game that looks like after playing in the Rose Bowl the year before, a New Year's Six game the year before, and the college football playoff. You thought you were going to improve with Jacob Easton. Instead, you've gone backwards. And this game, for me, is a really big litmus test for where Oregon State's going, because if they're able to get an upset on a short week, uh, Chris Peterson's going to have to take a long look in the mirror. and what, how, do they, how do they write that ship?
0: That's the biggest question for Washington. What is their identity? With Jacob Easton digressing with a lot of injuries both on the offensive line, out of the backfield. Of course, Ahmed came back last week, but they have just had a a really rocky season, and they really haven't been able to shape some sort of identity. Oregon State on the other side, they know their identity. They're a running and gun type of team. They're going to go full force offensively and hope that they score more points than you. Last week it worked. Hopefully it works this week against Washington. By the way, you mentioned Washington trying to figure out where they're going to go. I have a prediction. Actually, I have three, mostly because these are— basically the only three Bulls that they would be able to make it if they finish uh, with six wins and nothing else or even seven wins. Las Vegas Bull, Alamo Bull, Holiday Bull. Those are the only three Bulls I see Washington playing in the season. Uh, We'll get into our Bull predictions later on um, as the season sort of winds down in another episode. But 7.30, Fox Sports 1, Oregon State, Washington. Let's move over to Saturday. Three games on the slot. No Pac-12 after dark. Two noon games and a 4 o'clock. The early game on the Pac-12 network, Colorado hosting Stanford. Stanford was off last week. Colorado is on a skid after a start to the season that I think surprised everybody. Even if David Mills plays this game, I I, I think Stanford wins this game. I don't think Colorado has been very good as of late.
1: Yeah, and there's no way that's happened. KJ Costello is going. He's played, uh, played the week before and had the whole week off to prepare. We had him on our show. Uh, last week and and he's he he is every bit ready the thing for me is is how healthy they were going to be at the offensive line Colorado has not won since they beat Arizona State a year ago they did not win another game after they beat Arizona State this is becoming an issue for for this football team they they could lose their final what is it I think last year they lost their final seven games. This year it could be even more. They could lose their final eight games this year if that were to play out. Um, Mel Tucker, uh, Steven Montez, LaVisca Chanel, guys offensively where you need to be able to compete have not been able to get it done. Uh, Stanford, I think, goes to Boulder, uh, wins that football game and, and inches closer to that six-win uh, platform they need to get to a bowl game once again. Um I just don't know what Colorado can do at this point. They seem like they're just a different football team uh, every single week, especially at the quarterback
0: position. You mentioned how Colorado lost all of their games after beating Arizona State last season and how that could play a part again in this season. <laughs> are you are you a superstitious guy, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah. i always kind of been that way, especially when I played. Not so much anymore. But, I mean, I, I don't like to look at uh, what has happened in the past because that has nothing to do with these teams. But, I mean – I mean it would be ironic I picked them to go two and ten this year and after they were three and one uh I had a bunch of people from the Colorado area you know on me how do you like to be wrong after the you know fourth game of the season and I said hey man, you're right you know big wins over Arizona State and over Nebraska and you're like and then there's an Air Force loss there and then all of a sudden boom uh away they go the other direction so I haven't yet you know, return messages back to them i 'll wait and see if they are three and nine when it's all said and done you I'll, were
0: that far off
1: i 'll be like, "You know, hey, you know, give or take you know that that win against Arizona State was one that surprised everybody out there so let's not let's not jump to conclusions here, yet guys tucker has got a long road to hoe with this football team, and they're really good offensively or they have talent offensively, so that for me says a lot he'll get the defense up and running, but the fact that they had an opportunity the last two years with Steven Montez. Uh, Laviska, Laviska, and haven't been able to win. Um, that that's that's huge.
0: One and five is Colorado. Three and six overall, and they're one and five in the Pac-12. Stanford four and four, three and three in the Pac-12, looking to get over the five hundred hump. Twelve thirty on ABC. I cannot believe that this game is an ABC game, but I guess that the the, the noon slate for uh, the the Disney uh, affiliates wasn't that great. Arizona State hosting USC. on ABC. Jaden Daniels, the freshman, going against Keaton Slovis, the freshman. Slovis back home in the friendly confines of the state that he grew up in, in Arizona. I don't even know what to make of this game because both these teams have had their moments this season where they've looked really good. Both these teams have had a lot more of these moments this season where they've looked really bad. Jaden Daniels has looked like a true freshman the last two weeks. Keaton Slovis looked like... More more like a fool against Oregon on Saturday. No offense to him. I think he's going to be great. But just in that game specifically, how do you see this one playing out?
1: Well, I think this all has everything to do with where they're playing it. USC has, has looked, uh, you know, completely different on the road than they have at home. Uh, how they looked at home last Saturday was pretty much how they looked on the road all year long. And Arizona State has been a different football team at home as well. Their last two games on the road at UCLA, at Utah, um, really kind of exposed Jaden Daniels and, and that football team. It, it was really surprising to see how they, they actually played in those, those games. I think they had a week off to take a good hard look. Uh, USC is going to really come in and, and be licking their wounds now that the fact that they don't control their own destiny. Uh, their last three opponents, like I talked to you about uh, before, all three teams beat them a year ago, Arizona State, Cal, and UCLA, and that's who they have in front of them. Now Cal looks like a much different opponent than, than they looked like earlier in the year after the loss to Chase Garber's, but UCLA is very capable uh, of beating them, as is Arizona State, which puts them as a 6-6 a six and six football team maybe when it's all said and done. And if you go 5-7 and seven and 6-6 six and six at USC, you know, sorry, Clay Helton. That's the way it works. Herm Edwards, again, trying to continue that upward motion. Uh, you know, I, I picked them to go 7-5. and five. They have to beat an Oregon team to get to 8-4. and four. So um, the ironic thing about all of this is that A year after Todd Graham, two years after Todd Graham was let go and Herm Edwards and all the hoopla was brought in, when it's all said and done, he's going to have two years of being seven and five. Um, And Ray Anderson, before the season started, told me that quantifying this season on wins and losses was not going to be the way they were going to go about, but rather the upward tick in what they're doing in recruiting and what people think. And so uh, I get it, want to be a perennial top 15, but, you know, the last three years under two different head coaches, you're still going to be at a, at a place of around seven and five. Uh, and if that's just, you know, what you're looking for going to a bowl game, and I know that's not what it is, uh, it's where you're at right now.
0: It's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting weekend before we get into the last game. Seven of the eight teams playing all have a realistic shot, I would say, at making it to a bowl game. You have five and th- five and four Washington playing a four and four Oregon State, a four and four Stanford playing a three and six Colorado. Colorado's the team I don't think will make a bowl game out of the seven or the eight teams playing. USC at five and four playing a five and three Arizona State team. And the final game on the slate, which we're about to talk about, the four o'clock game on Pac twelve, Washington State at Cal, four and four Cal, four and four Washington State. I don't think Cal with Garbers out will get to the six wins to be bowl eligible. But the fact that they're sitting at four and four makes it possible uh but i think washington state in this game even with the cal defense you you can't and washington state i know their defense has significantly had problems this season with the new defensive coordinator and and all this stuff but i think washington state will offensively overpower power cal and walk out of uh berkeley with a big win
1: well you know you had you had a you had a you had a, a, a week off with the bye week uh for for cal uh we don't know where chase garber's at quite yet still uh, we know what Washington State does offensively, and uh, they've they been better defensively. You know, they they limited uh, Oregon, uh, but ultimately lost that football game. So uh, I expect Washington State, who struggled against Cal the last few years, right? They they went to um, – last time they were in Berkeley, they were ranked. They had just beaten a USC team in Sam Darnold, and they got blown out. And then last year with Gardner Minshew at home in Pullman, uh, it was probably the most difficult football game of the season defensively with what they do uh, with Justin Wilcox and Evan Weaver and that crew. So I, I think that uh, this is the, the the road game that Washington State finally gets it done. They move to 5-4. and four. Uh, Cal moves to 4-5. and five. Washington State arguably could be the best four-loss team in the country, to be honest with you, uh, with, with how they've lost their football games and where they're at right now. Uh, they have a good chance, you know, to get back to a place where they need to. They – uh, they're 4-4 four and four right now. They they play uh, Cal, and then they host Stanford, and then they host Oregon State, and then they have to deal with the Apple Cup. I mean, they are capable of winning every one of those football games the rest of the way through. And if they're an 8-4 and four team like I, I picked them to be before the season started, uh, I thought that would be a respectable uh, bounce back after the loss of Minshew in an 11-win season with the road uh, – the road difficulties that they would have this year. But we'll, we'll wait and see. I think they get the Cal win. I think Stanford's playing much more, uh, much more improved. That makes it difficult. Oregon State as well, depending on what they do the next two weeks here. They have to come to Pullman. And then the Apple Cup is one that they haven't been able to really accomplish anything the last six years. Uh, we'll see if something's different this year with a, a down Washington team uh, and, a, uh, and, and kind of a down Washington State team. This will be the first year in four years that the Apple Cup won't be for the Pac-12 North title.
0: Four games on the Week 11 slate. Washington, Oregon State on Friday. Stanford, Colorado will kick off Saturday. USC, Arizona State 30 minutes after that on ABC. 4 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. Cal, Washington State. We have about five minutes left on this podcast. Ryan, I want to talk about the national slate and how some of these games could go into the the conversation of affecting Oregon or Utah in the college football playoff. Both those teams are off this week. Right. Which could be bad it could be good depending on the perspective that we have especially hindsight being 2020 coming out of week 11.
1: I think it was huge uh, the weekend they had last week with all, a lot of those teams with the buys before the college football playoff ranking comes out I thought it was huge for them to play the way they did I think the committee's going to take that into effect uh, uh, when they come out with the rankings uh, when they come out with their second rankings next week uh, with those te- with those teams not playing this weekend right Penn State Minnesota uh, that's going to be huge for them. Minnesota's able to win. They're probably going to jump a ton of teams. Penn State's going to fall a little ways.
0: Do you think Minnesota's enough to beat Penn State?
1: Of course. They have dominated their, their Big Ten opponents. Uh, a lot of times, I mean, look at Illinois. Illinois goes and beats Wisconsin, and, and Minnesota just just dropped them. Yeah. Uh, they've done exactly what they needed to do in the Big Ten. Right, They played and beat everybody in front of them. Now their last four weeks are going to be difficult. They They host Penn State. They go to Iowa. They go to Northwestern, which I think – now has become a game where they they for sure will win that one, and then they host Wisconsin, which could be for the Big West Championship uh, or for the or for the Big Ten's West Championship, and send them to uh, send them to Indianapolis for that Big Ten Championship, which would be huge for PJ Flack and that Golden Gopher team. So I, I think they can; they're very capable of winning this football game. Uh, they get to host it; I think it's huge. My only question is is how overwhelmed will the team be in this big moment? Uh, game day is not going there. Uh, I thought it was a good opportunity for, for game day to, to, to go and do something special in, in the Twin Cities, but instead they, they go to a place that you can't argue with, where it could in Tuscaloosa with LSU-Alabama, uh, and that's the next game I'm talking about. LSU-Alabama right now, I think if Alabama were to lose, I think they may have a better chance of dropping further than LSU. If LSU were to lose that football game, I don't think they drop as far uh, as, let's say, an Alabama would if they were to lose that football game. Another big one for me is uh, is Iowa and Wisconsin, okay? We're going to take a look at uh, uh, those two teams that are still very well in their right, uh, open for the Big Big Ten West as well. Uh, they're middle of the road in terms of where they are ranked. Um, another one for me is Clemson, North Carolina State. It's just another opponent, uh, middle of the road, 4-4. Four but Clemson has a chance to just absolutely destroy them. Georgia gets to host a Missouri team that's 5-3 and three that you can never quite know what's going to happen. Kelly Bryant is capable of winning big games and then is a no-show. So I think that's a big game as well. Uh, and, then the, and then you're talking about uh, an Oklahoma team playing a 5-3 and three Iowa State team. I think that's very intriguing in terms of the Pac-12 because if you're talking about a 12-1 and one Oklahoma team that has won the Big 12, where does that play into the conversation? Do they get in over a 12-1 and one conference champion, Oregon. I think it's all going to come down to ultimately uh, which conference do you give the the nod to, the Pac-12 or the Big 12, because I, I do not think they're going to keep out a one-loss non-conference uh, champion in the SEC. I just think that whether that's LSU or Alabama, I find it really hard that they would keep one of those teams out.
0: And that plays into the whole conversation about how Utah needs to be a top-10 team and Oregon needs to be a top-6 team in the Pac-12 championship if Oregon walks away with that win, it'll throw a shade of a doubt over the other other conferences outside the SEC, at least in my mind, because um, that Pac-12 championship was two top-ten teams, one of them walking away with a victory. So the final game I want to talk about right now really quickly, San Diego State, number 24, hosting Nevada. Ryan, you will be on that call at 7.30 ESPN2. You saw Nevada last week. San Diego State has looked really good. Is there a chance the Wolfpack can pull off an upset here?
1: Well, I mean, I haven't had I haven't had a chance to really look at at at, at Nevada too close or uh, San Diego State too closely, um, but yeah, they're very capable. San Diego State, though, for me is is looked the as good as anybody in the Mountain West. So, you know, it, I've become kind of the Mountain West guy the last few weeks. Uh, you know, found out I'll get a championship game this year to call. Maybe that will be the Mountain West. Uh, San Diego State has a chance to. to you Know, kind of make a statement and uh, put themselves in a position to win their division. Uh, then, most likely, we'll look towards and, 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 and see a, a Boise State team down the line. We'll wait and find out, but uh, excited for another opportunity to call some college football. Uh, since the Pac 12 doesn't have any after dark, we'll go Mountain West after dark Saturday night, ESPN 2.
0: Saturday night, ESPN 2, as Ryan just said, State hosting Nevada. Him, Clay Vic phenomenal play-by-play broadcaster for ESPN as well well that'll wrap it up for our week 11 preview of the Pac-12 and the national games that play into the implications for the Pac-12 getting a team into the college football playoff join us next week Tuesday and Thursday for another pair of podcasts we will break down the college football playoff committee's decisions on where teams are ranked maybe why they'd thought that certain teams should be in different positions than the AP or the coaches poll. Ryan has a lot of insight uh, that you're certainly going to want to tune in and hear. But until then, for Ryan Leaf, my name is Jonathan Rifkin. Thank you so much for listening. Again, please rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back on Tuesday. Enjoy week 11. Four games on the Pac-12 slate. A ton of national implications around the country from 9 a.m. all the way up until about 11.30. Enjoy a fun Saturday. Week 11 of college football. This has been Believe in the Pac-12 on the Believe Podcasting Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money
1: now on new siding from LP SmartSide at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding.